Hello, dear friend, and welcome. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. I have been so honored to be able to offer these programs several days a week, and these programs I know are inspiring, they are supporting, and they are uplifting your life's journey. I want to see that continue, and I honor you for being a part of making that happen. So for over five years, we've been able to offer these programs, and we want to continue to be able to offer them. So over the next 90 days, we are raising $9,000, and that's going to get us all the way through the end of the year. So I ask you to consider taking the time to support the channel that supports you. And again, our goal that we're asking you to be a part of is $9,000 in 90 days. And we look forward to hearing from you, friend. We're honored to support your journey. And we always are lifting you in prayer for God's highest and best in your life. Blessings on the journey, dear friend. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Welcome to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa, presented here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Today's message is, Are You Called?, and was recorded on Sunday, May 21st, 2023. Well, traveling and being away is always a blessing, and I always learn. Any, raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. You know, uh, since I was a kid, I've traveled a lot. I always love to meet new people and, and go to new places because I realize when I do that, it takes me out of myself a little bit, a little bit out of my routine, and it actually opens my heart a little. I've noticed that. And as I was gone here this last time, as I mentioned, I spoke at Unity of New York. It's always a a blessing. They have me often do their Mother's Day thing. I'm not sure why they say you're our mother of unity here. So, uh, but that's always a blessing to be with them. And then, and then when I got to be in Pennsylvania, it was really fun to, uh, work with some friends who also watch online, who have, have only traveled here one time, but give and support. And they're a part of our ministry. And so when they invited me to come in and work with their whole team at their behavioral health organization, it just really did my heart good to see people who work with people with disabilities, different abilities, be seeking to think about life differently, to be able to support those people they serve by using the power of intention. It was so awesome and so rewarding. And and then that night I did a, a public spiritual event and my title was one of my courses I teach called Dream Big, Live Big. And, and what I came away with was this idea that all of us are called. So the question today, are you called? I know the answer to that is what? Yes. yes. The answer to that is yes. I know you're called. I know you're called to what? To be more. You're called to be more. And I believe personal growth, spiritual growth is for everyone. It doesn't matter what your background, what age you are, what race, what you call yourself, all that, that the world seems to give so much attention to right now. I think what matters most is your soul and your spiritual journey. Absolutely. Right. And so, so are you called? Yes. Yeah. Let's say to the person next to you, you are called. Don't forget that. So, 
so what are, so again, what are we called to, to being more, to being more? So I, um, one of the things I learned from both my parents, both my mom and my dad, that healing was possible and that if you just set your mind to something, you could probably accomplish it. And I want to tell you a couple of little stories. So when my mom was 55, she started running with me. I was a teenager, so I was the youngest of a lot of children. Okay, and and I needed to, um, I was playing basketball, and I needed to run for to get in better shape to be on the basketball team. Well, about that time, she had already begun healing herself of arthritis. So what had happened is that when she was getting up in the morning, she was having a hard time, like, moving her elbow and getting the neck to go. Some people are shaking their heads like, oh, yeah, been there. So she found this little book called Arthritis and Common Sense, and she read that book and started applying the lessons. And pretty soon, she was getting up and going. Now, the reason she did that is so my mom, which was to take better care of her mom that was living with us with Alzheimer's and to be able to help more around the house because my dad was an active alcoholic. But she realized that somehow she had to be at her optimum to be able to support the family. And here I was, you know, 13, 14 years old, coming up, going to a school, very active. She said, I have to be my best self. So then we started running, and she said, well, let's ask our friend that runs all these races. And within six months, we ran the Peachtree Road Race, which is 6.2 miles. And, yeah, for her 70th birthday, she ran the New York Marathon. <laughs> yeah, that's after breaking her pelvis a few years earlier. Yeah, yeah. showing Yeah, she was showing my niece how to swing standing up on a swing when that happened. But, you know, yeah, a little bit of interest. And then when she was 80, she did a triathlon, too, at 73, and she ran her last half marathon at 80. Yeah, right. She made her pass a couple years ago at 92. So when it was funny, we, we had to put her in. A, uh, I say put her in. She actually wanted to go, and it was best. She uh, struggled with Alzheimer's, and even though my family took care of her for a very long time, the last couple years, really, it was safer for her to be in a facility. And one time I went home to visit her. And as I walked in, she was pushing a wheelchair down the thing, down the hallway. I said, Mom, everything okay? She goes, I have to get them to therapy. I'll be right back. So she thought she worked there. <laughs> so so even, even in her Alzheimer's was, you know, continuing to take care of others. So why am I saying this? Because she felt a call and actually did something about it. <laughs> she felt a call and actually did something about it. So, friends, I know we all are called to something bigger, to something more, to to really uh, expand who we are. So I tell you that story because it's like you've heard me say anything is possible, and I mean anything. Who would have thought a 70-year-old would have run the New York Marathon for their birthday, right? Yeah, that's kind of. So when my dad, I want to tell you about him a little bit today, because I'm really thinking of the men lately. I, I feel like uh, men need a little extra, like, shout out right now. I'm not sure why in our culture, but I'm feeling that. Isn't that funny? But, but so my dad was, uh, he had a seventh grade education. He left school to support his family. He worked in the general store. 
And so when he got older, he wanted to, thought he might go to law school. So he applied and got in and start, even started law school. But then, you know, well, he had to work a little more. So he said, well, I'm going to support my family. And then they, he was in the military and all that. At 16, he uh, lied to serve and to get in the military to serve in World War II. He was in the Army and the Navy at different times. But as as he came home and started getting back to life, he had a dream about building his dream home. And so even though he was working sales during the day, he was a salesman for a tire company called Big Four. Anybody heard of that or remember that? And he'd go door to door selling tires at these different organizations. Well, what he'd do when he'd come home is at night, he'd pull out these brown paper bags because uh, there was not anything else to write on. And he'd take one of those carpenter pencils and sharpen that down with his pocket knife and draw out the plans, you know, I must say, for the dream home. Yeah. So when he was drawing that out, there was absolutely no possibility on paper that that was going to happen. So guess what house I grew up in? I grew up building that dream home. It, it was one of those things that was never done. But because they kept having kids and grandkids, so we were always having to add more rooms. But the home, the home still stands today. It was built by my family. It started with four cinder block walls and a tin roof with no power. That's what we lived in. On the same land my mom grew up on. So why am I telling you all this? Well, I'm saying if you can think about it, if you can focus on it, if you can give your energy to it, you can create about anything. And Lynn Barrett was here last week, and she said, you know what? She said, what if we applied that same idea to our spiritual journey? What if we began to realize that we seek ye first the kingdom, then all these things are added to us? And I love to manifest things. I love to know that I can think about it, that I can focus on it and bring it into my life. But what I've learned is once I get those things, there's still something missing, isn't there? And what's missing is God. I work with people all the time. I've worked with millionaires. I've even worked with billionaires. And you know what they say to me? Well, I've got the money. Now I got to work on everything else. Because for the last 20 years, that's all I've focused on. And now I have no relationships at work. Yeah. So are you called? Yeah. Yeah. We're called to be more and experience more of that life has to offer. You know, part of my mom's journey was every morning when we got up. Now, there was always a lot going on. You understand that by what I'm telling you, that we were caring for my grandmother with Alzheimer's. My dad had a disability and that drinking was to kind of self-medicate because none of the drugs were uh, he couldn't function on most of the drugs. So she had a big journey. And then my, I forgot to mention my nephew with leukemia was also living with us. He and I shared a room. So it was a lot going on. But every morning as we started the day, there'd be a Bible sitting out and a daily reading. In my family, it was called the upper room. Anybody seen that one? Much like our daily word. And before we ate breakfast, we were to sit there and read that book and look at that paper to set the course for the day. As that's still with me today. Every morning I get up and I do my special little morning ritual where I touch in with God and say, what's mine to do today? 
Yeah, every morning to say, okay, God, what am I called to today? If that's the only spiritual practice you had, friends, it would move you forward. What's mine to do today? God, what am I called to today? How am I guided to love today? So some of us are acting, walking around as if, you know, the pains of the past were running life today. And I'm saying we're called to something new and something more. Right? We're called to live a life of abundance, yes, but that abundance is based in our spiritual journey. Our abundance is based in God. And I'm not sure why so so strongly this morning I was guided to this parable in the Bible. It's called the parable of the lost son. Raise your hand if you know what that is. It's often called what? The prodigal? Prodigal son. Yeah, where, where the son, it's, it's in the book of Luke. Luke is always a, a really great uh, gospel. And basically there was this guy and he had two sons and one said, Hey God, you know what? I, uh, Hey dad, you know what? Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and take my inheritance now. And the dad said, sure, son, here you go. And the son took it, went away. And I love what the King James says. I don't think it says it in this hip happening study Bible, but the King James says he wasted it with riotous living. Anybody here familiar with that? Don't raise your hand. But okay. Okay. I, I often say, you know, the, the difference between religious people and spiritual people is, you know, when you're, when you're uh, religious, you're scared of going to hell. And when you're spiritual, you've been there and you don't want to go back, you know. <laughs> so that, that's, we've been there. Amen. Can I have an Amen. So anyway, the son thought all the money and going to hell would be a great idea. Okay, so he went and basically wasted all the money. And the only job he could find as a Jewish boy, now keep this in mind, as a Jewish boy was to feed the pigs. Like, can't get much lower than that, right, in that culture. So that's why that story's there. It's like, this guy was so low. He wasn't feeding cattle. He was feeding pigs, right? So if you're, if you're Jewish, you, you can't get any lower. But it says while he was there, something, there was a moment of self-awareness. And he said, the scripture says he came to himself and said, you know what? Even the people that, even my father's uh, servants are better provided for than this. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to my father and I'm going to say, I've sinned, I've wronged. Please take me back, basically. The scripture tells us that when he was way far off, did anybody know what happened? His father saw him. Yes, yes. Who said that? Yes, yes, right, Mary Beth. His father saw him and, and not only saw him, but did what? Ran to him. Ran to him. And so, and so, you know, there was a big party. Everything was great. And of course, there was that other son that came in later and said, uh oh, you know, I've been here. I haven't had a party. So, you know, that you gotta love a uh, relational thing. But, but the idea, but the idea was that as the son had this realization, you know, the father was there. Well, it's the same for us because I believe all these characters of this story live within us. The part of us that wants to go out and do God knows what, and frankly, many of us have, there gets to a point where we say, you know what, this is not working. Amen? We say, this is not working. There's got to be more for me somewhere. And and this idea in the scripture that the father runs, I think that's how that's meant to be. The God within runs to us. This was not about a physical father. This is about the heavenly father running to us. 
And you know, in unity, we often say Father, Mother, God. But whatever word you use, God is greater than any label anyway. But in this story and in the Jewish tradition, there was nothing more special than the Father. Right? So that the Father would run to him and say, look, you were lost and now you're found. So there's parts of our awareness, parts of our consciousness that are still waiting to be found. And that's what I, the question I'm asking, are you called is, what are those parts that you've been leaving out? Or the parts that you think are not lovable? Or, or those old habits that you're still continuing and in fact is keeping you with the pigs? How many thoughts do we have that do that? And I, again, you don't have to raise your hand because I know every single one of us has those thoughts that keeps us living in the past or living where we don't belong anymore because we are God's. Wherever we are, God is. My favorite scriptures where Jesus says, you are the light of the world. It's you. So go out and do that. He says another place, know ye not, ye are God's. Right, so so sometimes it takes a great deal of spiritual, um, I'm going to use the word discipline, spiritual discipline to every single day begin to work what's going on for you really. What's going on for you really. And that's it, really an individual choice every single day. But this question, am I called or are you called, is a great first question to ask. So in the morning, the first thing I do in setting my intention is, Okay, Spirit, what am I called to do and be today? And I think through my schedule. I think through what's coming up for me. I think through the the various people I'm going to talk to. Uh, in in the um, talk I did for the Abilities Behavioral Health in Pennsylvania, it wasn't spiritual necessarily, but we was, I was teaching spiritual principle all the way through it. And so I said, make a, we're going to make a list. And I handed them a list and I gave them a to-do list. Okay, think about the patients you're going to see today over here. And then on the right-hand side, I want you to think about how do you have to be with each of those patients? And it was like, oh. So in other words, we're called to a certain thing, a certain energy, when we're going to be a certain place doing a certain thing. So as we ask this question first thing in the morning, what am I called to? And we start to get intentional. Guess what? Life gets easier. Could life get easier for anybody? Say to the person next to you, would it be okay if life got easier? <laughs> yeah. Say, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Would it be okay if life got easier? So simply being aware that you're called, simply setting that intention will make life easier because you're not just going to roll into life without thinking energetically, where do I need to be for this? And, you know, when I was first doing this, I was a youth minister and I, I had, a, um, I had a, a parent of one of the kids that I felt was largely unreasonable. That is the nicest way I know to say that. That no matter what I did, there was a problem. And I thought, how do I handle this? And I realized before I, I like, she would leave long voice messages at the church of screaming uh, at me. And I had just gotten back from one trip. I'd taken sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, that's Unitines, and I'd taken them from Kansas City to Colorado uh, on a ski trip. And one of the movies I showed, even though her son had seen it already, she was angry I showed it without permission. 
and left me screaming messages. And I thought, how do I go into this and not be defensive? Have you had a situation like that where you just say, why, why? I don't know. I don't know. And so it was so in my face, I, I had to go to God because I knew no person could help me with it. And I said, God, what, what do I do here? And, it, and the, the guidance was so strong. Be present, protect yourself with energy and light. And no matter what she says, I got you. It was, yeah, it was so simple. Like God was like, I'm right here. So no matter what she says, this is not who you are. Just stay with me. It was like, I got you. So I called. She had her moment. And I said, thank you so much for letting me know. I know you care deeply about your son. Thank you for letting me know in the future. I will absolutely do my best to do that. And she said, you will? It disarmed the entire thing when I didn't join that little tornado of energy. And I learned right then the power of intention, the power of getting clear with my thoughts, the power of setting up my energy for success. And then I started using it. I said, well, you know, if that worked with her, what if that worked with other things? So, you know, I had a call coming up with somebody that I had, you know, it was like a contractor. Well, I'm going to have to have some boundaries on board. I'm going to have to have some clarity of my thoughts and a clear budget in mind. And then if I talk to my son's teacher, well, I'm going to have to be open to what they have to say. I'm going to, you see what I mean? Totally different energy that's being asked for. And the only way I got to that was by being more conscious and asking this question. How do I do this, God? What am I called to in this situation? Because I don't want to join the madness. How can I move into a new way of being? Amen? So in other words, if I'm called to something more, to be more, how do I get there? It's setting that clear intention. As I get up every morning, what is mine to do? And more important, what is mine to be today? And thinking about all those various things that are going to be asked of me. Talking with a family member, calling a friend, you know, being a mom to my son who's running all over and, and lots of commuting. What's going to be asked of me right now? What am I called to? And I know I'm called to get out of the pig slop and into my glory. Out of the pig slop and into my magnificence. Out of getting pulled into somebody's trauma drama or thinking I'm less than and right into the moment where I know I'm God's and God is here and I am blessed and I am supported and all is well. That's what I'm called to in every moment. Thank you for listening to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com. This message is copyright 2023, Unity North Tampa, all rights reserved. Our theme music, The Light of God, is composed by Shannon Croft and used with permission and available at shannoncroft.com. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.